0: good morning and welcome hearts knit together faithful listeners i welcome you today to listen to god's word and to meditate on what the lord wants to speak to your heart as well as my heart today you know there's nothing like being in the presence of the lord there's nothing like allowing god's word to heal and mend your broken heart and today we're going to talk about be not deceived and why God is saying these things are so important because the enemy's job is to deceive the hearts of God's children. You know, the enemy has been using the same tactics over and over and over again to steal, kill, and destroy what God intended purpose is in our our lives. And when the enemy feels as if he set a trap against God's children, then sometimes God's children feel as if though God has done this thing. But sometimes we have to be mindful of what kind of power and authority we give the enemy. We have the power and the authority to shut the door in the enemy's face. And so the book of Galatians reminds us, do not be deceived. Like, if we choose to deliberately sin against the Lord and we're saying that we're children of God, but we're living a life in hidden sin that is not pleasing to the Lord, then in actuality, we are truly mocking God and we will not get very far in the long run. And so sometimes the Lord has to teach his children a lesson so that they do not continue to wander off in sin. Or become like the runaway bride, constantly running from what the Lord has intended and purposed for you to do. You shall be what the Lord has called you to be, and you cannot run from the calling. You shall become what he's called you to be. So today we want to focus on Galatians 6 and 7, where it emphasizes and encourages the body of Christ, these words. He says, be not deceived. God is not mock. For whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And this word is so powerful. It's very prophetic because Daniel understood this, but we're going to open up with this devotion that i read written here by saying deception is the root cause of sin, whether you know it whether you want to admit to it or not, deception calls present sin in our lives if we're not careful to listen and adhere to the voice of God. I want you to take a moment and listen to these words. Beloved, did you know that sin separates us from the love of Christ? According to Isaiah 59 and 2, where Isaiah says, but your inequities have made a separation between you and me and your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. The enemy of our souls knows that when God's children deliberately sin against him, our prayers will not be answered. In the same way, God knows this as well. And so God's job is to bring upon us the conviction So that we would not drift away from the presence of the Lord. But that we would quickly repent and and return back to the one who has called us. To the one who has appointed and given us the authority to walk in the pathway that he's chosen for our lives. And not what we've chosen for ourselves. So there's a fine line there. And when we understand this we learn to walk righteously before the Lord and live the lifestyle that he's called us to live. In this same way, we need to understand that in order for God to hear the prayers of the righteous, we must turn from our sins. We must cry out to our holy God for help because God is a God of mercy. And we must not take God's mercy for granted, His grace for granted. And even as we're crying out to Him, we must ask to be forgiven of anything that we've done, present or past sin, or anything that we said to offend God, to offend or become a reproach to our Heavenly Father. We must understand that our God is great in mercy. His grace abounded in us. And he will alone, God will alone incline his holy ears to hear the prayers of the righteous. When the righteous choose to forsake the sin, the present sin that, that in this time that we're living in that the world doesn't want to talk about because the world is entangled in sin and some of God's children have drifted away to sinless things sinful idols sinful deeds acts and have been caught. some in the act of adultery some have been cheated on some have been lied on and these things have happened as a result of choosing to sin against the lord but when sin is present repentance must take place and there must be a turning in our hearts an inward turning to say we that we will no longer make a covenant with the father of lies but that our covenant will be between god the holy god the holy one who have chosen his people to be a holy bride for him. Because when sin is present, we become objects of shame, of reproach against those who have once looked up to us and admired us. And they would say things like this to scorn you. How could a pastor... Be called to God and be living in sin. That brings about shame. That brings about hurt to the one who's listening and has been caught in sin. But the one thing about God that He's always given to His His children, His people, is a weapon of humility. Because when humility is present, it causes the servants of God to humble their hearts in the presence of the Lord and pray. And that is true because the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7 and 4, that after seeking God's face and turning from sin, then God will hear our prayers, he will we will be able to hear from heaven and he will forgive us of our sin and he will begin to heal the land. But most importantly, and I want you to see this prayer in the Bible that takes place during the time of Jeremiah's day and time. Um, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't Jeremiah that I wanted to refer to, but it was Daniel. This prayer that Daniel prays is a very powerful prayer and it's a prayer that I want to pray today for God's people because it's much needed because even the even Daniel admitted to the to the sin that was present among God and his people. and this is what we are this day and time. Many of God's people have turned against him. Many of God's people have compromised their faith, have made a covenant with Baals and all of these false gods, but God is saying we must repent and turn from our sins back to him, that we must carry out the assignment that he's given us and live according to the way for which he has called us to live, holy, So if you go to the book of Daniel chapter nine, let's start with verse, uh, we're going to start with verse four, because that's a powerful verse. So chapter nine, starting in verse four, Daniel is talking about how he prayed to the Lord. But first, I'm sorry, let's back up a little bit. Let's go to uh, chapter nine, verse three. But Daniel is talking about how he turned to the Lord and petitioned God in prayer. So he says, "So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with Him in prayer and petition and fasting, and in sackcloth and ashes." Daniel is crying out to the one and true holy God. He says, "I prayed to the Lord, my God, and confess. We have the power and the authority to confess our sins." Not unto man, but unto the Lord, to the one who hears us. He says, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with all who love him and obey his commands. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princesses, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. Is nothing more hurtful than to know that you once walked so closely with God To find out that in your heart and on your conscience, there is guilt, there is shame because of present sin. It says, the men of Judah and people of Jerusalem and all Israel, both near and far, and in all the countries where you have scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you. Daniel says, O Lord, we and our kings, our princesses, and our fathers, are covered with shame. I believe that this is the prayer that God wanted, want God's people today that are living to pray and to pray this prayer because America is covered with shame. The churches is covered with shame and guilt. The countries from nation to nation is covered with shame because Like Daniel said, he says, because we've sinned against you. Daniel acknowledges that God first is holy. He acknowledges and confesses his sin. Then he says, the Lord, our God is merciful and forgiven, even though we have rebelled against him. And just like Daniel, I can attest to this. This is my prayer today. We've rebelled against him. But we have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws he given us through his servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned away, refusing to obey you. If we're going to follow God wholeheartedly, if we're going to literally take up our cross and choose Christ, we have to obey God. God's word. We have to adhere to God's commands. And Daniel says, therefore the curses and sworn judgment written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us. God will bring about judgment in our lives when we choose to disobey him. He says, because we've sinned against you, you have fulfilled the word spoken against us and against our rulers by by bringing upon us great disaster. Now, those of you who don't know God that is listening to this message today, God will bring great disasters in our lives when we choose to deliberately sin against him. It says, under the whole heaven, nothing has ever been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. The Lord did not hesitate to bring the disaster upon us. I believe that's what's happening today. There is so much going on in this world. And it's because the nations as a whole has deliberately sinned against God. He says, Daniel says in verse 14 of chapter 9, The Lord did not hesitate to bring disaster upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in everything he does. We need to understand that that God is righteous in everything he does, yet we have not obeyed him. This is what Daniel was speaking. And this is, again, this word that Daniel spoke long ago is also um, applicable for for where we are today. He says, now, O Lord, our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand and who made for yourself a name that endures to this day we have sinned we have done wrong O Lord in keeping with all your righteous acts turn away your anger and your wrath from, from Jerusalem your city your holy hill our sins and the iniquities of our fathers have made Jerusalem and your people an object of scorn to all those around us And now Daniel closes with this prayer. He says, Near our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servants. For your sake, O Lord, look with favor on your desolate sanctuary. Give ear, O God, and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because you are your, I'm sorry, Daniel says, because of your great mercy. Then he says, oh Lord, listen. He says it with confidence. After Daniel has petitioned the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, the great I am, the Lord of Lord, the Kings of Kings. After Daniel petitions the Lord in prayer and cries out, now he begins to pray to the Lord with confidence. And he says, Oh Lord, listen. Oh Lord, forgive. Oh Lord, hear and act for your sake. Oh my God, do not delay because your city and your people bear your name. And that is my prayer today for those that are listening near and far. Oh Lord, listen to the cry of your people. Oh Lord, forgive the sins that your people have committed against thee. O Lord, hear and act for your sake, O God. Do not delay, because your city and your people bear your name. I thank you for listening today to this message that the Lord wanted me to share, that we bear the name of Christ. And because we bear the name of Christ, We must adhere. We must obey. We must submit. We must follow. We must act. Because we belong to the one who has called us. Our life does not belong to us. But our life belongs to the one who has appointed us. Who have chosen us. We are sons and daughters of the King. And we must act like it. We must behave like it. No longer being deceived by the lies of the enemy. Nor coming subject to the, the father of lies. God has given us authority that we will become rulers in the earth. Living according to the way that he's called us to live. And choosing to walk upright choosing obedience, choosing to honor our Lord, choosing to put him on the throne of our lives. There should be no idols present in our lives. God should be the only one ruling on the throne of our hearts. And when God is not ruling on our hearts, when the Holy Spirit is not helping us to make the decisions that is aligning with God's word, then we are deceiving ourselves. And remember, as we stated in the book of Galatians, chapter six, verse seven, that be not deceived for God is not mocked. God knows everything. God is present. God can see and he knows the choices that we're going to make. He says, for whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. So make sure that you're sowing righteously before the Lord. Because God is watching. The angels in heaven, they are watching. You don't need man to watch because God is watching and if you've gotten off track repent quickly and turn your heart back to the Lord this is my prayer I thank you for listening today may you walk in victory hold your head up high because the Lord thy God is with you and he will fight every single battle only if you just take everything to the Lord in prayer he will meet you while you're praying and God will turn everything around in just one single day. To God be the glory and I pray that you would tune in for another segment on tomorrow morning. God bless, go in peace, and in the love of Christ. Until next time, I hope to see you soon.